Another day, another dollar here in post-pandemic America. And uh, this will be a short but hopefully high-impact and informative episode for you all. So earlier this evening, it came out uh, Thursday, August 31st. came out that the SEC has punted on the uh, BlackRock Bitcoin ETF. They have chosen to delay their decision. So now a decision is not expected until sometime in October. Uh, so I think it's time for us to give up, at least in the short term, on the SEC doing anything good or anything righteous or anything reasonable. And the court case that they recently lost against Grayscale, Grayscale is this big company up in New York that packages uh, packages some of the major cryptos like Bitcoin and Litecoin into what it calls Grayscale trusts. And I don't, I don't fully understand the structure of it, but basically you're investing in the the asset they've bought, which is you know a hoard of Litecoin or Bitcoin depending on which of their products you pick. And what makes them special is that you can find their ticker symbol just in your brokerage account on you know, E-Trade or Fidelity or something. And you can buy either the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust or the Grayscale Litecoin Trust right through your brokerage. So that, that's what makes them special. And they've been wanting to convert their thing, their product, which is not technically an ETF, They've been wanting to convert that into an ETF to make it the first spot ETF for Bitcoin. Spot meaning based on an actual supply of the coin and not based on the futures market. And so Grayscale actually won their lawsuit earlier this week. They won because the court decided that the SEC was being uh, inconsistent in approving a Bitcoin futures-based ETF. Again, they've already done that, one of those trades. Uh, inconsistent in approving that based on the, the futures prices. Yet, they won't approve one based on an actual real hoard of Bitcoin sitting somewhere on you know an offline wallet in a safe deposit box somewhere at a bank or something. They won't go with that, but they'll go with an abstracted futures market. And the SEC's argument that those are two completely different things uh, the court found to be ridiculous, ridiculous and not sound, right? How can you say that the futures market for something is completely unrelated to the underlying commodity? It's such a ludicrous argument. It's like, it's nonsense. It's like the Joker, you know, it's like an argument the Joker would make. We're going to approve an ETF that uses abstract futures data, but we're not going to approve one that simply uses a hoard of physical coin to back the underlying trust or the underlying uh, ETF. So again, what Grayscale has is not an ETF. It seems to function sort of like one, but it's not an ETF. And they've been wanting approval to convert theirs into a spot Bitcoin ETF. And the SEC has been, uh, has been blocking their path. And so huge victory for Grayscale this week in the court system. Uh, that was appeals court. So the SEC can, you know, respond to that, but more than likely, that's the government's kind of final say on the matter, is that the SEC is just being inconsistent. If you are so against Bitcoin, why on earth did you approve a Bitcoin futures-based ETF? And why on earth did you let Coinbase nearly two years ago? Why did you approve them to list on the NASDAQ if you think what they do is basically illegal? 
<laughs> this SEC director is such a, a legacy fiat currency financial establishment hardliner that he believes everything Coinbase sells, aside from Bitcoin, is a security violation, is a securities violation. So he's not a reasonable person. And I was hopeful that he would put his career, uh, would put his career and reputation ahead of whoever's telling him to pull the strings here and keep Bitcoin back, hold Bitcoin back a little bit longer. I, I, I've given this SEC director three years of my faith, even though I had no good reason to do so. And he's revealed himself not to be an un, not to be an unbiased referee at all, rather than wanting a career. And to go down as, as a person who advanced this technology. He just goes down as a bought and paid for shill. I mean, just a kamikaze willing to go down with his former employers on Wall Street and the Clintons who he's connected to. Always the Clintons, it seems. Uh, every incompetent person in D.C., you look through their past employment, always the Clintons somewhere in there and the Clinton Foundation. Uh, so obviously a disappointment, but I wonder how much an ETF would help anyways. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. I think Bitcoin, because it's such a pure concept, it's such a pure idea at the end of the day, despite what the media says about it. Of course, the media is funded by banks. Why would they say good things about it? I'm surprised they're as positive as they are. I'm surprised they're as fair as they are, to be honest. Uh, but a great idea like Bitcoin, and of course people are going to be against it. Of course the guy who's former Clinton camp, uh, former Clinton insider who then joined Goldman Sachs, had some plush career there, big fat paychecks. Of course somebody like that is going to think this system already works. The system already works, so why are you Bitcoiners trying to reform it? For him, it's a great system. For Janet Yellen... The uh, Treasury Secretary. It's a great system as well. She pops up to some bank in New York, gives a 30 minute speech on, you know, the environment and inclusive capitalism, whatever, whatever buzzwords of the day she read in The Guardian or, or something. And then they hand her a check for $4 million. They say, Thank you, Mrs. Yellen. Thank you so much. 30 minutes of this lady's time, $4 million. You're not telling me that's graft. You're not telling me that's a literal bribery, all right? And then, of course, she's not going to see any value in Bitcoin because the system works phenomenal for her. Uh, if someone paid me $4 million for a 30-minute speech in front of some boring guys in New York, I don't think I'd be in the crypto game. I think I'd be praising banks. I see where these people are coming from, right? If life was that good for all of us, I'd be praising the system, not trying to reform it. Yeah, obviously disappointing with this this Bitcoin ETF delay from the SEC. But what it's not is a rejection. It's not a rejection. It's them punting the decision to October. And more importantly, again, this may have saved us. What if we had gotten an approval this week and then nothing happens? That's like the worst case scenario, I think, is that you finally get this crown jewel of having a spot Bitcoin ETF that anybody in America just from their E-Trade account, can buy exposure to, and it's cheaper than buying coins on Coinbase or Gemini or something like that. 
if we can get it to where it's cheap and people actually trust it, then is it game over? Well, I hope so. But again, what if literally nothing happens? People go, oh, that's nice. If I wanted Bitcoin, I would have bought it years ago. I'm not waiting on BlackRock to get some obscure approval from the SEC, to be honest. You know, that's how most people, how most people think. Uh, so again, maybe this is a blessing in disguise because to get that approval and then if nothing were to happen, well, then, then Christmas is a disappointment, right? Then your presents are no fun. I'd rather wait for the surprise than get the gift and nobody cares about it, you know? And that's what happened with Litecoin. So Litecoin had a block having earlier this year where the supply of new uh, Litecoin was cut in half. It happens every four years or so. Uh, and nothing happened. In fact, the price went down. The price and interest in it from the community seems to have gone down since the halving. And so people who are, you know, hanging their hat on that being some great moment, those people are unhappy. Those people are disappointed. And so again, the SEC and their incompetence and maliciousness may be doing us a profound favor by moving the whole narrative away from this ETF thing in, in the first place. They might be doing us a massive solid without even knowing it, folks. And I know that the Bitcoin thing is you take any setback and you say, this is actually good for Bitcoin. But in this case, it literally might be good because money that goes into the ETF is then not going out on the blockchain, right? It's Bitcoin that's sitting somewhere in an offline wallet and people are investing in exposure to that fund that's backed by that offline wallet. But that is not somebody having $50 of Bitcoin. If somebody has $50 of Bitcoin and they're surfing the internet and they tip some content creator then they buy some silver or gold or something with their crypto and they see that it's a real thing if major gold sites accept your your bitcoin you see it's not just nonsense and so i'd much rather see a world where people have little amounts of bitcoin and they're actually spending it and experimenting with it than just people going on to their brokerage account and again buying the blackrock etf if one to, if one were to be approved buying it without knowing anything about crypto and without having a wallet on their own computer. I think self-custody and everybody having their own wallet is a key part of this revolution. It's actually not handing responsibility over to BlackRock or Goldman Sachs or any of these other people or any of these other companies. It's actually to understand this is a different technology. Just like someone doesn't write my emails for me, right? I don't have a little email scribe. Oh, I have some stuff I need to respond to, email scribe. If you could get around to it in the next few days. No, I, I take email into my own hands, as do all of you. Crypto is no different. You have a wallet for it. That's where you store it. And that's how you send it. And so maybe this whole ETF thing is some strange, uh, some strange detour that we didn't need to take in the first place. And for all their talk, these people in traditional finance have done nothing but hurt crypto. Right, that whole explosion of three arrows capital and all these lenders and stuff that were doing loans denominated in crypto, like BlockFi and all that. That whole explosion and that year of loss could have been avoided if we had just kept these traditional finance people at arm's length. These people desperate to make fiat off of our crypto don't get what we're doing.
they don't understand it. Some of these people have have left the banking system, and now they they say beautiful stuff, buzzwords all day, beautiful little TED talks they give on social media. I don't think they understand what we're doing, and I don't think they understand the significance of this movement. So I'm not saying shut them out. I'm just saying this was this was a false Trojan horse all along. This hoping for a Bitcoin ETF. This hoping for our mortal enemies to open open up the gates and just say, hey, you won, you're right, Bitcoin's smarter than all of us. We expected that to happen. No, we got to work for it. So that's it. Have a great weekend, everybody. And uh, get the email updates if you don't yet. Link will be in the description. You're listening to Fulcrum News, real news from America and around the world. Fulcrumnews.com slash subscribe to get our premium membership and updates via email.